Hello. Hi. Hi. What's the deal? <laughs> I think I can. I, I hear I feedback. Can, I hear feedback. I can hear myself. I can hear myself. You hear? Okay. Yeah. So I have you playing out of my speakers, and I'm speaking through the mic. Um. Give me your phone. Oh, I got this. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I still hear myself. <laughs> How about now? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> Alright, cool. Perfect, perfect. Wait, can, you hear me, uh, can you hear me perfectly? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Alright, cool. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. After some technical difficulties, we are here. <laughs> we are here, live and direct. <laughs> <laughs> My name is um, Tiana, our high VP on social media. Welcome to the Beatbox Podcast. I'm your host, reporting out of Brooklyn, New York, but I'm from the West Coast, the best coast. I'm from mm-hmm. the Bay. <laughs> um, and I got, I got a guest, as usual. Introduce yourself, guest. Oh, I am uh, Jay Galaxy uh, from the West Coast. I'm a DJ producer. Um, I, I host my own radio show called New Waves Radio with my boy Jay Lugo. Uh, what platform do you post that on? SoundCloud, no? Yeah, just uh, just on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, so, like, describe describe it. It's like you're kind of like curating an audio experience. Precisely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. <laughs> um, it's just like a a way to express myself just mm-hmm. through music and uh it's always good to be able to put sounds together that people have never heard before and put it on into one little mix and yeah put music that people have never heard before and uh put people on to those artists as well yeah i love that what genres do you usually pull from for for this experience you know it really depends on the the mood i'm in that week um you know, I'm an R&B head as is, so I like to stay around the R&B realm. But mm. um, like this, like this past week, I I was into I dove into Brazilian SoundCloud, so I was had a lot oh, of shit. like yeah, it was crazy. I got like some ballet music, some ballet funk, some R&B ballet drill music, crazy, right? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, the, the combination is crazy, but it just it just flows, man. It's just whatever my ear likes, I think everyone else will. So it's crazy. So, so what? Um, so what factors do you think in your life contributed to just your ear in general? Like, what experiences did you have to where you're like, okay, you know, you're kind of figuring out what you like and and that you have that you want to curate these experiences for others. Um, well, it kind of started when I was younger. I was always into music, always wanted to DJ. Um, and then, you know, I started going to festivals, you know, starting to figure out exactly who I like, what type of sound I like. Um, it all started with Selection, not gonna, even going to lie. Selection changed my life. Uh, yeah, Selection's amazing. And just the way that... Have you, have you been to... How many select... Have you been to a few selection shows? Oh, uh, shit. I can't even... That's too many, honestly. Probably over 20. Because uh, they start... You're from Southern California. Yeah, right? we're from... I'm from, uh, I'm from Chino, but right now we're starting out. Yeah. So... Yeah. They're from down there, so that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I know Brittany put me on to selection, and since then, I'm just like... 
been from it was like when we were in like college i think um and took i hit the ground running after that and uh right before moving out i just moved to new york this year in february but uh the weekend before i moved we went to joe k's four hour set in oakland and it's crazy because after the show i like came up to him. I was like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like we, you know, fangirling. And it's like, we've been listening to you for a minute. Like you're crazy. Like this, you're so cool. Oh my God. And then he like, was like, oh, for sure. Like come backstage. And we fucking went backstage. And he was smoking a joint. Like it was cool. That's crazy. I was there too, low key. You were there? Yeah, I was there. In Oakland? In Oakland. It was, it was a Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> I think I think we ran into you. We did, like, yeah. You, Alex, Brittany. Yes, yes, yes. We did. I remember that we did run into you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, you're like, girl. I'm already knowing. Yeah, no, yeah, I was, okay. I was like, yeah, I seen you, but you burnt. But it's okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> I was very drunk. Okay. Um. So there's that. Yeah. End up twerking on stage and uh hey, yeah. it was all getting groovy, so I ain't gonna front. <laughs> hey, that's what it's for. Yeah. That's what it's for. Joe K never dis- disappoint. No, I'm just saying. Never. That. He's he's the he's the blueprint. If, you, if that makes sense, you know. He. Uh, yeah, that's real. He's the blueprint, and I've always wanted to create the underground underground. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm. he kind of like, you know, birthed this next generation of uh, underground producers and djs and i'm just trying to just bring that to light too underground underground explain that more all right so like joe k he he like in selection he finds artists puts them on a, a certain level you know what i'm saying but they're at a certain level now so where they yeah. they can't even mess with like the super low the low names you know yeah and I, i'm from the you know west coast la area so i like to put on some west coast artists west coast producers you know producers that are just just kind of up and coming that he probably can't even tap into because he's so high up there already, you know. So he's the under, he is yeah. underground because not too many people know about selection, but they do. So mm-hmm. it's just I, that's why I say the underground, underground. Mm. Yeah, no, that's it's interesting that you say that because I feel like lately people have definitely been establishing layers to underground, like being underground because. Some people might consider, like, have you seen, did you see that tweet? Um, and it just, like, caused this whole social media frenzy of Hit Boy saying that he was underground. <laughs> and people were like, nah. you produce niggas in Paris. How the fuck are you underground? Like, what are you talking about? You're not underground. But it's like, to him, underground is, like, um, it's visibility. And so he was just like, well, I'm not super visible. Niggas didn't know about me, really, until I really started putting, like, a signature on his shit. Mm-hmm. Um or drops on his on his on his beats, but um, so he considers himself underground, and I feel like and Russ, I think to some extent, considers himself underground. So it's like there's people have definitely been establishing layers lately, and it's just it's just super interesting to me. I just think as the years go on, it gets and the underground just gets deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's it's just crazy where the music is right now. Like mm. this this whole quarantine COVID nineteen thing brought a different side of producers this past almost a year now pretty much like soundcloud is just as crazy as it was five six years ago yeah that's a fact um it's no music the music at least the underground music scene has been popping off i mean music in general like people have been dropping album after album you know visuals everything because that's all that people can do right now because we can't see anyone in person but 
I feel like I'm in tune with the underground scene, mostly out here in New York, because that's who I'm tapped into, um, and some in Texas. And they have not stopped. It's been drops after drops, but that's just what you got to do. You got to put yourself in people's faces mm-hmm. all the time. I agree. I feel like uh, I feel like the mainstream right now, the mainstream artists, they're you know they're always dropping music, but I feel like they're not dropping that heat right now. They're they're saving that heat for the live shows. And like whenever like, that is, you know, whenever that is. But I mean, if you really think about it, like, like song, like albums that are dropping right now are coming and going just because we listen to them. We're like, all right, that's cool. But we don't get to experience it live to where it, it it changes the room, where it lights people's eyes up and it creates that feeling of wow, this song's really lit. Everyone's getting lit to it. You know, what I'm saying, you know, it's just it's just a club banger. You know, like mm. there's no club bangers no more right now. So that's why all the artists. I feel like artists are just holding off on on the good good. Yeah, I feel that there isn't any club bangers because nobody's in the club. That's exactly, fair. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But it's like you can. There's still there's a good amount of music that you can for sure vibe to on, on indoors, and that's really kind of what they have to appeal to right now. Like, because even YG, like YG dropped an album over quarantine. Um, what the fuck? Which one is that? Well, he did. Came and, and um, what is it? He came and went. You listen, well, you listen, oh, his album? Was, yeah, yeah, I listened to it for a couple of weeks. It was, it was, it was solid, and then it was just like. But that, I feel like it definitely did come and go. But I feel like that's kind of the climate of mainstream music right now, like because of the the types of people that are are consuming mainstream music. It's all about trends and writing trends, and so I think a lot of a lot of mainstream albums have been um, disposable to people versus like. I feel like people who appreciate, I'm not saying YG specifically, because I did bump his, when I'm when it's a sunny day, I'm slapping YG, you know, but it's like, I'm about to be sitting here reading a book, listening to YG. No, but there's, like, there's, levels, there's levels to it. <laughs> levels. But like, I feel like we kind of, I don't hear a lot about people listening to the same album over and over and over and over again. And I don't know what, whether I put that on the artist or whether I put that on the consumer, because there's albums like, for instance, Kanye West's Graduation. Like, I still listen to it top to bottom all the time, and it's like that's a classic album. Um, and I'm and I'm wondering, like, is it because that's the type of listener that I am, or is it because Kanye West is so phenomenal that he could create a project that you can keep listening to? I think it's more like the artists have to try to push out more content because there's more artists that are out now. Like, there's so many. The, the competition's way more than it used to be and like that's true it's you can your music can reach so many more ears now than it used to Mm. you know what i'm saying Mm. so like they used to have to drop their 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 music videos on 106 and park you know what i'm saying like like those were like big drops you know what i'm saying so people were able to tap in watch the video then once the album dropped it was just cds you know they dropped once a year and it was like damn we need this new kanye or whatever this new drake or the new game whatever it was you know at the time and like yeah. now, I think it's just because everyone drops so so much. They just want to get content out, want to get streams out. It's just the, the whole game's just switched up. So I think saturated, saturated. But yeah. also, our attention spans are a lot way quicker now. 
That's so like true. It's, like it's crazy. That's because of the media. That's because of media, though. Like we're so used to things like flashing in front of our faces. We can kind of we can multitask. Like we can switch from one screen to the other screen and be consuming two different things at the same time. Like not not necessarily like being able to fully take in those two things equally because. I mean, studies show that you multitasking, you kind of, you can't put your 100% into each thing when you're multitasking. Damn, for real. But um, not 100%. Like, you can't do three things and put your 100% into those three things at once. Shit. Not at that, in that bare mode. I what? mean, nah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Don't feel shit nah, nah, I'm I mean, I, I be doing three things at a time. You know what I'm saying? I, I, nah, I'm just, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. There's, there's never 100% in at the same time. But, with that, like, I think that it plays a role in um, our attention spans, for sure. Like, just, you know, like people watching the Joe Budden podcast, but at the same time, they're reading a blog about something. Um, so, yeah, our attention spans overall, I'm just get, getting very science with it. But, like, our attention spans are definitely shorter, and the market is definitely way more saturated than has ever been. And especially when it comes to hip-hop as well, like in general, because that's... I mainly consume hip hop, R and B, soul, you know, but um, I'm starting to dig into to other markets. It's just that's what's in my face often. And then now that I'm a part of this underground hip hop scene, I've kind of just been really tapped in to a lot of the underground artists out here. Um, and I can send you some music for some local New York artists if you're down to listen. Oh yeah, please, yes, yeah. I'm down for all types of music recommendations. You know, so uh, you can never have too much music. Yeah, especially as a sure. especially as a DJ. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so tell me about how music, how your musical journey has been from a young age. So the experiences that you've had with music when you were younger, how did that shape you into who you are right now? A lot, honestly. It's crazy because uh, my music taste kind of like kind of not flipped, but. I used to love just the original takes of, of artists, just music, you know? So it's like, you know, just, I used to hate people doing remixes. I used to hate that mm-hmm. shit. I hated it so much. But like, over time, I grew to love the producers, the producing side of it, of them recreating the song, recreating their own melodies and everything. And just like, now I, I love that. But back to the beginning, um, I got to thank my brother, sister, my mom. My mom, mm-hmm. every Sunday, you know, she'd be blasting music cleaning days what kind of music does your mom play on sundays gospel <laughs> all of the above you know what i'm saying like yeah from mariah carey to mm-hmm. um to erica badu to sade um to damn, everybody honestly i can't even think right now she she loved john legend you know uh, mm-hmm. even my dad playing all the oldies from marvin gay to to all the legends on I can't even think right now. But where are your parents um are your parents younger or are they They're actually older? they're actually older. My dad's uh my dad's seventy, my mom's sixty. So, okay. So you kind of have like like 'cause that 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 definitely plays a huge role in your music taste for sure. Because my parents are forty five, so they grew up in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a lot of hip hop growing up. Yeah, so that's but I have sorry, oh, no. some of my people some people that I talk to who have older parents, they, they, it's like peaches and herb, like fucking like, uh, Gladys Knight in the peach, like <laughs> Diana Ross. Yeah, no, them too, yeah, presentations and everything. 
mm-hmm. yeah, that's just that's just what they grew up on. So like when I started listening to hip hop, they were, my dad kind of understood, that my mom didn't like it, you know, because she was like, "That's yeah. his ghetto only." Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, my dad liked it's... my dad's from the East Coast. My dad's from like the Massachusetts area, Boston area. Mm-hmm. So like he he kind of grew up on like a little bit. He got the tail end of like uh like all the New York rappers. You know, from Smoke mm-hmm. Dizza, Rizza, um, mm-hmm. to all of Wu Tang Clan. Um, but my mom's from Louisiana, so she got that different type of soul music. Mm, so it's just the mixture. Yeah. This is the mixture of both. And then uh, my brother, you know, my brother was the one who uh, was always burning CDs, you know, so. I got into G Unit real early, you know, Kanye, you know, just the game, the all the West Coast music at the time, the South was coming up. It was just that two, yeah, the two no, thousands. South, South took yes, early two thousands, the South took it and never gave it never back. Never gave it back. It. And then uh, yeah, they still run with it. It's mm-hmm. the crazy part. But mm-hmm. um yeah, just the sound has been evolving since since then, you know, and like I, I loved R and B, you know, so I I loved Usher, I loved uh, Chris Brown. You know, because uh, Chris Brown's around my age, so like he was just like, yeah, of course, you know, Chris like, Brown is definitely a classic artist for our generation, and that's that's that on that. He's got hits, but he do. Who's he breezy? So who did you like for a uh, as an R and B artist? R and B. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Growing up, I I mean, my parents. We listened to a lot of 90s because that's really the era my parents like were teenagers in. Mm-hmm. So like Bobby Brown, Brandy, Monica. I listened to New Edition. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. And like some oldies because I grew up with my grandmother in the house for sure. Mm-hmm. So we 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 listened to um, the Gap Band, you know, like Charlie and Charlie Wilson and mm-hmm. that, yeah. a little bit of, bo- yeah, Anita Baker. Um, damn, the spectrum. Yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. Spectrum. <laughs> then when I started getting older, I kind of, um, I was listening to my, what my dad was listening to, which is like Jay-Z, Kanye West, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of West Coast artists. So G-Unit as well. Mm-hmm. And then like I started to get into to soul by myself. So Erica Badu, mm-hmm. Jill Scott. And then, like, more recent soul singers, like Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Shea Butter Baby is a classic album. Mark my words. Like, <laughs> I think we all acknowledge that, and I hope that we do, because if you don't, then I question your sanity. Because Shea Butter Baby is a classic album. Like, this that's an album you can play top to bottom when you're 70, 80 years old. Trust me. It's a timeless classic. But, um, hell yeah. Shea Butter Baby. Have you heard that Shea Butter Baby album? I've heard it a couple times. The whole thing? Yeah, I, I, I'll go through it a couple times. It's okay. pretty good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on it at all. Nah, it's phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal work. He's like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. Shave on her baby. Oh my god, that that shit. I play it all the time. Makes me feel good. Masego, you listen to Masego? Masego's, yeah. I saw him live back in 2015. At one of the yeah. selection events, he he's he's, yeah. he's actually pretty he's pretty crazy to watch live because he he'll break it down on the saxophone and he'll record it then mm-hmm. he'll just make the, the whole beat on stage and then just interact with the fans mm-hmm. and then his nigga sings too so I don't he's very charismatic so I think his stage presence it like definitely carries over to his stage yeah no for sure ten incredible. out of ten ten out of ten uh, hell yeah but you know I've been lately 
I've been listening to a little bit of main. I've been, I don't know. I've been very weird with my music consumption lately. Like I, I listen to some mainstream artists, but I don't really listen to that many new albums. Like there's only a few artists that I'll be like, okay, they've dropped a new album. I'm on it. You know, I've mostly just listened to things that I've always listened to. Um, and then, uh, I've been really just tapped into this underground hip hop community. So, you know, everybody that was at my show, Lord Queso, Gino Five, May Moxie, Sidewalk Cal, Wolf Taylor, Donnie Durag, Sion Ray, Krista Castro, like shot, like the, the list goes on. Like I have to, I'm going to send you, I'm going to like, do you have Apple music? Uh, I do. Yeah. I don't use it that much to be honest because I'm mainly just on SoundCloud, just okay. digging or on, on Bandcamp. Band yeah, I'm on Bandcamp. Ah, your Bandcamp, yeah. the joint. Okay, sorry, I'm still thinking. But I'm about to, okay, I'm going to send you links via Bandcamp of some artists I, I think you'll like. Um, but yeah, fire. Like, the, this underground industry is really popping, like, extremely talented people. And man, I'm excited. Anyway, <laughs> so we talked about the music that you consumed growing up. Can you tell me about an album? Um, that changed your life and why? Shit. Mine was mine is the is graduation Kanye West graduation. Yeah. And I like that's when I really knew like because before I had been consuming music because that's just what I fucking do like I'm black like my parents grew up during <laughs> hip hop like just like you know that's just part of the culture the lifestyle like you consume hip hop R and B so like that's just what you do but it wasn't until seventh grade. I was listening to Kanye West's graduation that I really became like a fan of music and I really started to like, okay, I really like this shit. Like, this is my, I chose this. You know, I can't really pinpoint an album, but I can, I can tell you one album where I was really like, yo, what, tell was me. Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Um, I remember just cruising with the <laughs> homies, smoking it, smoking, you know, big blunts. To this, to the, to yeah. the album, you know, we listened to it nonstop yeah. over that summer, and it was just like, I don't know that 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 album is just timeless to me. I can I can play that no matter what, no matter where I'm where I'm at, and uh, just his sounds and the way he created that album was just perfect to me. And from there, it was just like, I'm game. Like I, I like I obviously love music from there, but that was the album besides like Kanye's, um, besides the Black album. Um, I love Good Kid, Mad City. Like, I mean, every all of Kendrick's projects are amazing, but I think that I mean, people often talk about Damn or To Pimp a Butterfly. Mind you, those are phenomenal albums, but Good Kid, Mad City is my favorite Kendrick album by far. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I, it just is what it is. And L.A. or the West Coast, West Coast rappers do a really good job. Specifically, Southern Southern California rappers do a really good job of telling a story, like making it a, making their projects a whole narrative from start mm -hmm. to finish. So like, if you listen to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style or Dr. Dre's 2001 mm -hmm. album, which is mm -hmm. my favorite album. Everybody wants to talk about mm -hmm. The Chronic, which The Chronic's fire, but 2001 is my album. Um, it's like a narrative from the beginning to end and they, they kind of like follow that. And I love that, that Kendrick kind of carries that legacy for off sure, for sure. He carried it, like yeah. making it. He, he carried yeah. it and like just took off with it for a little bit. K dot need him back. It's been too know, long. It's been, it's been too you? long, Kendrick. <laughs> you know it's funny. Last year in November, did you go to a day in Vegas? No, I didn't. I did not go to day in Vegas. 
Damn, damn. That was I that's crazy because that was my Dan Vegas was my last con no 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 Joe K was yeah, my last that was right before but, that was right before. Then yeah, you're like, uh you're lying. Already I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like so I, I couldn't pick I couldn't pick I couldn't have picked a better last group of concerts is what I'm gonna say. I saw Selection, I went to Dan Vegas, I saw fucking J. Cole, saw Kendrick, he brought out Sir, he brought out Schoolboy Q, like Sir is different. It was fire. I love Sir. Sir, Sir sounds so. Um, if I may say this, Sir sounds so much better live. Really, I, I've seen. Yeah, I saw him live. He's pretty good live. Not gonna lie, but his last album, uh -huh. uh, just the studio quality of it is just unreal to me. Well, which was what his chasing summer? Yeah, was chasing summer. Yeah, right? chasing summer. Fire, fire. That's the one with John Redcorn. Yeah, John Redcorn. Uh, it's got. Have you seen his color show for John Redcorn? Yeah, I have actually. That he goes, he, he goes Fucking crazy, bro. Yes, when you when you hit that falsetto, I said, <laughs> okay, okay. Gotta, well, gotta love some good vocals. <laughs> um, fuck, what was I gonna say? But yeah, I couldn't pick the last a, a better last group of concerts to go to, and I can't wait to do it again. I'm about to be fiending. Fading when they open open shit back up for concerts, I'm gonna be on it. I don't give a fuck who it is. Like what? <laughs> this nigga playing the banjo? He playing the banjo live? Out there. Out we, there. Can have, we can have drinks. Yeah, go right, going crazy on the banjo. <laughs> no. But where can people find you? What do you mean find me? They can find me, you know, in the crib. No, like where people? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm posting. You know. You know. But where can they um, support you? Like, go and listen to your um, You can find us on uh, SoundCloud, um, at New Ways Radio. Um, in you, right? In you. Yeah, yeah, in you, in you, uh, hyphen waves, uh, radio. Mm -hmm. We, um, Fire. we're on, on on Instagram as well, New Ways Radio. Uh, we're just right there for right now. Um, we're planning on taking to different platforms. Um, we were excited for uh we have a new, a new year's eve mix drop in pretty soon um actually tonight actually yeah, yeah it's wednesday yeah eight o'clock tonight <laughs> it's about, it's to, about be, to be new year's eve yeah, so, um, <laughs> that's fire no I'm, I'm i'm you guys are super dope i would love to post any mixes i have i have this website coming soon this shit was supposed to be out a while ago but you know shit happened so the top of January, the Beatbox website is coming, and I definitely will be featuring a lot of people on there from the underground scene. Um, so yeah, this I can't wait to collaborate. But overall, I appreciate you for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, of course, of course. This episode is probably going to come out because I have another episode coming out next week because I told you no, I backed up. So. Yeah, so probably the following week. So you're starting off 2021 with us. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year to you. And I'll be listening to that to that mix, New Waves Radio, and you Waves Radio, and you Dash Waves for y'all. I'm saying it not for myself. I'm saying it for the listeners. But yeah, check it out. Pretty dope. Um, but yeah. Thank Thanks. you. I hope you have a great day. <laughs> you too. I know it's, what is it? out there it's 1 30 oh, yeah, yeah it's 1 30 so, over yeah. here it's, it's bright this, the day's wrapping up over here oh, yeah. it's not it's it's dark and it's cold oh, yeah. as fuck so you're in the cold cold so you better wrap up the cold cold oh my god okay all right you, you have too. a good day